Hey, what's up, y'all? Man, first of all, I just want to say shout out to all the real parents out here because parent, parenting is not easy. It's a struggle. I don't care what anybody says. There's, there's no manual. I don't know what, the, you know, you don't, you always just try and be in the moment and hope you're doing the right thing. But somehow, some way, it always goes left. But I'm going to tell you a little story real quick. I have a five-year-old daughter. Um, I co-parent with her mom. So that means that I got her by myself and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah, this shit crazy. So the other day, my daughter goes, hey, daddy, let's have a race. Let's see who can win. And I'm like, all right, you know, I'm down with it. Whatever, let's do it. So we line up, but she goes, on your mark, get set, and she starts running, and then she says go. And I'm like, yo, you can't do that. That's, that's cheating. You can't, you can't start running and then just go. That's, that's messed up. Like, so she sets it back again, and then she's like, all right, on your mark, get set, go. But this time, she holds me back with her arm, and she takes off running. Now, See, here's the problem. My daughter doesn't understand that, yes, I'm an adult, but there's a five-year-old in this adult-sized body. So I had the opportunity right now to say, you know what? I'm just going to let her win. Or I'm going to be like, nah, fuck that. She ain't winning today. You know what I mean? So the third time, I don't know what happens, but I, I choose option B. The fuck that. So... We line up again, and then we're like, on your mark, get set, go. She takes off. I grab her, and I put her behind me, and then I start running real fast. But here's the problem. I'm running. I'm huffing and puffing, but I don't hear any footsteps behind me. So then I look back, and I see my daughter just sitting in a puddle of her tears, just crying. And, and And then me now acting like, like a boyfriend now, just like, hey, baby, what happened? And she's like, daddy, you know what you did? And I'm like, oh, shit, fucked up. So I'm like, come on, it's not that serious. It's not that deep. She's crying. She shut it all down. I'm getting straight silent treatment now. She's not saying anything to me. So two hours go by. Her mom comes to pick her up. She doesn't even say bye to me. She just gets in the car. An hour later... I get a text from corporate, a.k.a. her mom, saying, yo, my daughter said that you roughed her up. And I'm like, holy shit. So now I'm part of the mafia now? <laughs> like, yo, that's fucked up. Nah, we was just having a race. And I just wanted to let her know that, yo, she can't be first all the time. But then, so boom, so here comes the turn of events now. She's playing with her little cousin. And her little cousin is crying that she can't beat her. And I'm like, yo, Leilani, you just got to let her win. Like, just let her beat you. And I'm like, holy fuck. Like, I couldn't do that. So, like, how am I giving my daughter advice to let somebody else win? And I couldn't even do that for her. So, I'm like, yo, this shit is crazy, man. Like, I learned through my daughter that I'm a bigger sore loser than she is. But kids are still blessings, though, man. Shout out to man. I mean, you still got to love your kids. And I just got to tell you one thing that... I'm going to share another quick story why I still find the blessings and I'm just happy that I can go to war with my daughter and, you know what I mean, just try to teach her 
right from wrong because I remember at four months old, you know, my daughter was really, really sick to the point where her lips were turning blue and her feet got really cold. And her mom, you know, and I, we called the doctor and the doctor said, you guys got to bring her in. Like she was unresponsive and we brought her to the hospital. They were like, look, your daughter's really sick and there's nothing that we can really do for her here. And you got to take her to like a real, to like a special um, hospital. So they called the ambulance. Her mom and, and my daughter, they get in the, in the ambulance and they go down to the hospital. I go to my parents' house to pick them up because there's a lot. I, you know, I didn't know what was going on. And I'm just trying to make sense of everything. And I kind of wanted my, you know, I wanted my parents. So I get back to the hospital where my daughter and her mom was staying at. Her mom is sitting on a bench, and you see doctors just running in and out, in and out of the hospital, out of the room that my daughter's in. You hear, like, sounds, alarms, and monitors just going off, going beep, 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 beep. Like, you don't know what's going on. No one's telling us anything. I sit down on the bench next to my child's mother. We just in silence with our mouth wide open, like, yo, what's happening? You know, finally, a doctor comes to us, sits down on the bench with us and says, look, your daughter is really very ill. Her intestines are not, and she's going to require emergency surgery to, to, um, to basically un- untangle her intestines. So, you know, we're like, all right. So then, like, you know, they do some x-rays and stuff, and they're like, they may have to cut her intestine. They may not, you know, they don't know the how extent the damage is. So, you know, we just praying or whatever. And then another doctor comes to us like an hour later and says, look, there's a strong possibility that your daughter is not going to make it. And I'm like, yo, how do you tell a family that, you know, with a straight face? You know, my mom is there. My dad's there. My child's mother's there. You know, and I'm like, yo, how do you just say that? Not even like, like blink or anything. So, I mean, I want to punch him in his face so bad. I really did. But, um, so my mom, she just drops down to her knees. Everybody's crying now. And then they tell us, her mom and I, that, yo, we can go see her one more time before the surgery. People, when I tell you, the hallway could have been very bright and it could have been a short hallway to her room. To me, it felt very long and dark. And I got halfway to my daughter's room. And I just said, nah, this ain't going to be it. This is not going to be the last time I'm going to see her. And at that moment, that's when I got real close to God. And I said, God, please, man, if you, you spare my daughter's life, I will help whoever you need me to help in this lifetime. I didn't know what I was saying, but here I am making this deal if that's what you want to say or call it. And I'm like, please, God, just save her and I will and I will help. You know, and I even know what I was saying, but I'm like, just just I got it. So I didn't go into the room. Her mom goes into the room to see her. But I went into some other room by myself and I just needed time to really get my thoughts together because I'm like, yo, 
what life is this, man? Like, you know, why is this happening? Who am I for this to happen or whatever? One thing I can say, it was an intense experience that needed to happen because it brought me into so much perspective. Like one, I had to think about life and death and how quickly we can lose everything in this lifetime that we never really think about. So I'm like, wow. I'm in the waiting room during the surgery, and I'm thinking like, man, I got to make funeral funeral arrangements. I got to tell people that my daughter didn't make it. I'm like, nah, this, this can't be it. Like, it can't be it. So finally, the doctors, I see the doctor's head through the door, through the window of the door, and my heart drops. Like, it just stopped beating because I don't know what the doctor is going to say, you know? And then the doctor comes through the door and he says, that little girl has a spirit in her that she's never seen before. Like she had a fight in her, like she wanted to live. And I'm like, wow, you know, hearing that, it made me think like, wow, here's my daughter at four months old fighting for her life. And then it makes me question like, what am I doing? You know, what am I doing with my time that I'm here on this earth? And ever since that day, it just sent me on this journey to, like, understand life, figure out what's going on. And before this, I was a school teacher. I was an elementary school teacher in the, in the Bronx. And now hearing, having my daughter become my biggest teacher, that was amazing for me. I was like, Wow. Like, she's fighting for herself. Why can I not fight for myself? And ever since then, I've just been appreciative of life. I wasn't a celebrity. I wasn't anyone. And just to see all those doctors from different ethnicities, different backgrounds, Asian, Indian, Caucasian, black, all fighting to save my daughter's life, you know, it just made me realize, like, man, like, we are all one on this earth like as much as we are you know diverse as much as there's separation somehow some way man we all bleed the same way and we and you know we all have hearts and we're here to help each other so even though my daughter gets on my last nerve sometimes she's my biggest teacher and every year that she's alive marks another year that I'm fighting for my life and trying to do right and do right for people and keeping my end of the bargain. So I'm just saying, people, man, just be good out here. Live your life. Find your purpose. Do what you got to do and go be great.